It isn't always about overcoming a deficit or an opportunity area. Sometimes it's more about leveraging a strength even more. So what do you want to get better at? And what feedback have you gotten recently that you think is beneficial to help you grow? It might be something that's holding you back or a limiting belief, but I think you're more likely to get funding for your development if you have a specific point of view on what you want and need to develop on and why it is mutually beneficial for both you and the company. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. There's a growing theme among the leaders that I coach, overwork and overwhelm. If you know me well, you know that I don't believe in work-life balance. Instead, I believe in setting priorities and building boundaries aligned to your values. I'm not talking about a self-help quick fix here. A bubble bath and a glass of wine aren't going to solve your problems. I'm talking about truly prioritizing what matters most to you. Let me teach you how to build a boundary and more importantly, how to keep it. Join us in my on-demand Build a Boundary with Me workshop. In 45 minutes, I'll teach you how to build a boundary that will help prioritize you. You'll learn how to set up a system that will enable you to keep that boundary, especially on the hard days. You'll learn the secret to actually keeping your boundary especially when you're pulled into 10,000 different directions. And you'll get the clarity of knowing what to say yes and no to, and the peace of mind of knowing you made the right decision. If you're ready to prioritize what matters most to you, let go of others' expectations, and keep your boundaries, sign up for our on-demand Build a Boundary with Me workshop. Go to thecatchgroup.com slash boundary workshop. That's thecatchgroup.com slash boundary workshop to get instant access to the build a boundary with me workshop and take that first step to build the life and career you want. When you sign up, you'll also get invited to a live group coaching session at the end of the month. Can't wait to see you there. Welcome to this week's episode of the you belong in the C-suite podcast. Today, I'm excited to teach you how to get your employer to invest in your development. Simply, how can you get them to spend money on you to continue to develop your career? Sometimes this might feel like a pretty big ask. So today, I'm going to give you the behind the scenes from multiple perspectives. In my career, I've worked within organizations, so I have seen firsthand how they spend huge budgets for professional development. I've also been a manager of large teams. 
allocating training dollars for my overall team and direct reports. And now I'm a coach and I've worked with individuals and companies to support the development of leaders. So I'll give you my perspective from each of these lenses today for you to get funding for your development and to help you get more funding for your team's development. So as a coach, people pay me for coaching in different ways. Sometimes they want individual or group coaching and they're thinking about transitioning to a new role or company and they want to keep that confidential from their employer. So they decide to pay for one-on-one -on -one coaching or group coaching using their own money, investing in themselves. They make that personal investment in their own development, knowing that their investment will get them more clarity, more freedom, more flexibility, more belonging, more alignment to the life that they want. And for many of them, ultimately a new role that pays them more money. Most commonly, I coach women in their mid-careers in career transition, either trying to gain career clarity, like knowing that they're not currently happy where they are and they want something better, but need a space to figure that out. Another scenario is for leaders that I coach is that they are entering a new role and they want to set themselves up for success. They wanna go into their new role with confidence, with support from an outside perspective of a coach. And in those instances, I ask them, are you paying for your coaching personally or is it company sponsored? As in, is this new company paying for your coaching package? And some of them hadn't even thought of asking their new company to sponsor the coaching because they thought that they wanted to keep it separate. But surprisingly, many ask for sponsorship for coaching and they get it paid for 100% by their new employers. In other examples in my coaching practice, I work with organizations. I partner with human resources or with senior leaders at an organization. They might reach out to me and say, hey, we have a person that we want to get ready for a new role. We want to give them some more self-awareness and feedback to build a specific leadership skill. Maybe it's something like influencing or visible leadership or building and executing a strategy. Then the company engages with me directly. I have a call with the client to ensure it's a good fit. And we take it from there to have a coaching engagement. This usually entails a kickoff meeting with them and their manager. Next, I talk to several of their stakeholders to get feedback. And I deliver that feedback in a report to the client and I work with them in partnership to build an action plan. And then we meet every other week for six months to make progress on that action plan. Every session is still confidential. However, we have check-in meetings with manager or HR. And at the end, we do a closing meeting to ensure that they have support and sustainability of their action plan. Another scenario is when I partner with a company, I may be working with their HR manager. They might reach out to me and say, hey, we have a, an executive that we want to invest in. She's a rock star and we know that she'll be promotable soon, but there isn't an open role just yet. So we want to get her ready and they decide to invest in her development by sending her to my group coaching program. So this is a really great way to show someone you are invested in their development and use this as a way to retain them until you have a role ready for them. So there's lots of ways that clients come to me, either through their own organizations, even through this podcast, that they know they want to continue their development and they want to be coached by me or learn from me 
in group coaching and sometimes they pay for it themselves and sometimes their companies pay for them. And I'll tell you that it's about 50-50 with my clients, 50% paying on their own, 50% being sponsored by their companies. But today I wanna spend a little bit more time digging a little bit deeper and teaching you how to get your employer to pay for you, to sponsor your development. Now this is definitely not a one-time conversation. And today I'm gonna be talking about how to do this for yourself and as a leader, how you can do this for your team. So as a background and a refresher, I've been in human resources for my whole career. I consider myself a specialist specifically. I spent most of my career in the learning and development space. I have my PhD in applied psychology and I'm an organizational psychologist. And during my career, I've had a ton of cool jobs inside of organizations. I've built learning and development programs, training programs. I facilitated new manager training, coaching training for new leaders. I've built and owned systems to assess how people are developing themselves with 360 degree feedback. I've built programs for women in sales leadership positions. I've helped design and facilitate high potential programs for senior leaders. I've been in charge of understanding who are the top 200 talent at a fortune 500 company and helping build the careers for those leaders and leadership programs to plan their development. I've built learning strategies and content strategies for the top of the house for CEOs and presidents of organizations. And I've been a coach for over a decade. And what I will say of all of these things that I've just mentioned, all of these programs require funding, dollars, investment of money and time. At one point I was managing an annual budget specifically for training and development for global teams that totaled over $3 million a year. So there is money, there's big money and investment being made in the development of employees and leaders. And even now, when I see headlines that training and development budgets are being slashed or deprioritized, I will tell you that many companies are still absolutely prioritizing training, learning, and development, but it looks different at every company, but it is still happening. Leaders are still getting invested in. So how do you get your hands on some of that? First, let's talk about you as an individual. How can you directly benefit from those dollars? First things first, do you know what is even available to you already? Like for all employees, one of the biggest things that I've learned as a human resources professional is that employees don't know where everything is, how to access it, or sometimes that it even exists as a resource for them to use. So first, I want you to become knowledgeable of what you are already being offered by your employer. So how do you do that? More than likely, there is a designated place for learning, for development. It might be on your intranet, but somewhere, someone, probably with an HR, has built out a place to access all of these tools for employees. So I want you to do some research. Where do you do your online training for work? Is there an intranet page? Find that. What's offered there? What other benefits might you have? For example, do you have tuition reimbursement? So in general, organizations usually subscribe to offerings that can benefit all employees 
yet only a small percentage of employees actually use them. Here's an example. There's a subscription that is common at companies called Get Abstract, and it's basically a repository of book summaries, and it has book ratings and a ton of book summaries. So you don't have to read the whole book because it summarizes it in like five to 10 pages, gives you all the points. So that's one example. Something like that might be available to you. Or they might have development training online for things like leadership classes, project management, or even wellness. So more than likely, you have access to some of the stuff that you aren't even aware of, or maybe you aren't even using it right now. That's probably very common. <laughs> so figure out what those things are and make an effort to utilize them. Even if they aren't exactly what you're looking for, it will pay off later when you wanna ask for different options than those. Now, there's also some things that aren't offered to everyone that those programs are for specific groups. Let me give you an example of what this might be. So for example, when you become a manager at a company for the first time, you may get manager training. Is something like that offered for your company? Some companies have internal leadership trainings that they offer based on function or functional training. You might have sales training or financial training for non-financial managers or media training. If companies are big enough or mature enough to have their own learning strategy and training and development department, sometimes that is within talent management, they most likely are being strategic about how they're spending their budget. So some of it will be towards those all employee trainings or subscriptions. A portion of it will go for training for specific levels of the organization. And some of that money will be earmarked for high potentials. High potentials are people that are really great at their jobs and have a ton of stretch in the organization. An example of a program for high potentials might be an invitation only leadership retreat that employees get access or visibility to senior leaders in the organization or may get to hear and get access to external speakers. So an organization has a strategy or budgeting process for training and development. And I want you to be just as strategic. So here's a couple of things that you can do to be strategic when asking to get some of those development dollars. I used to work for a company that used to say, to grow your career, you must first be meeting the expectations of your current role. And if you aren't, then you're not gonna progress your career, right? So same goes for development. So are you first, are you meeting your goals? You may be asking yourself, do I even have goals? What are they? Are they specific? That's a whole other thing. If you don't know what your goals are, then that might be another podcast episode. But what feedback have you recently gotten? Are you objectively meeting those goals? Are your performance ratings meeting expectations, right? If so, then you're in good standing. You want to keep developing. Then that's kind of the, the entry, the ticket to entry. Next, I want you to keep track of the goals and outcomes throughout the year. It's really easy to get lost and not do these things or not keep track of some of your small wins and big wins. So if you're not tracking some of those goals and outcomes, I want you to start. Listen to podcast episode number 106, Hype Your Achievements with Ashni Shaw where Ashley talks about how a previous manager taught her how to keep track of and celebrate her small and large wins and outcomes and how to advocate for herself. 
listen to that episode to learn how to keep a hype file or like an achievement file that tracks your annual goals. Next, I want you to ask yourself, do you have clarity on what or how you want to develop yourself? If the answer is no, then you need to do some work here before asking for development dollars. It isn't always about overcoming a deficit or an opportunity area. Sometimes it's more about leveraging a strength even more. So what do you want to get better at? And what feedback have you gotten recently that you think is beneficial to help you grow? It might be something that's holding you back or a limiting belief, but I think you're more likely to get funding for your development if you have a specific point of view on what you want and need to develop on and why it is mutually beneficial for both you and the company. For instance, I'm working with a leader right now that is working on her visible leadership. Her team raves about her, but not everyone knows about the great things she and her team are doing. She's working on getting more visibility up and across the organization for the team's wins and her wins. And that's going to be mutually beneficial for both her and the organization. She's working on this with a one-on-one -on -one coaching engagement with me and a development plan, and her company is sponsoring that. To get clarity on what you want to develop on, a great way to figure this out is to have a conversation with your manager and ask for feedback on what your strengths and opportunity areas are. And this is a really good thing to do to do proactively and not wait for them to tell you these things. So when I was in corporate, I loved when leaders had a point of view on their career development. And as their manager or senior leader, I could give them feedback on it. This is most likely a series of conversations over time. Remember, it's never a one and done conversation. It might take several conversations that you build to. First, showing that you're interested in, in developing yourself, then getting feedback, and then building a plan to address it. And please know that not every answer to development is a training course. There's a model called the 70-20-10 model in training and development. So to develop yourself, you should prioritize only 10% on training, 20% on coaching or mentorship, and 70% on critical experiences or doing different things within your role. So leading a specific project, building a strategy, leading a specific group, for instance. Oftentimes coaching or leadership training is often paired with that 70% as well. I had just received another cancellation from a client. An urgent issue had come up in their department. I want to meet my clients where they are. And these things happen. You have to reprioritize. I get it. But the sense I was getting from this client was that everything was feeling reactive. Overwhelm was taking over. This isn't uncommon. Unfortunately, it's a theme that I'm seeing more and more of the overwhelm. What I know is that there are days and seasons of work that are busier than others. And when I utilize my consistent morning routine, I'm able to face those frenetic days with more focus and clarity. This isn't something I've always been good at, but I am now because I learned how to stay consistent and to build and keep my boundaries. I want to teach you how to do it too. Join my on-demand workshop called build a boundary with me. I know you are busy. I know you are overwhelmed. That's why I've made it on demand so that there isn't another thing that you have to put on your calendar. 
Watch it when it's convenient for you. If you need it right now, it's there for you. If you want to watch it or listen to it on your ride in to the commute to the office, you can do that too. If you're ready to prioritize what matters most to you, let go of others' expectations and keep your boundaries. Go to thecatchgroup.com slash boundary workshop. That's thecatchgroup.com slash boundary workshop to get instant access to the build a boundary with me workshop. So let's summarize what we've talked about so far. How do you get some of these development dollars first? Know what professional development offerings are at your company and use them. Next, deliver on your goals and objectives. Then, know what you want to develop on. And next, have frequent conversations with your manager. So, if all those things are true and you want to be invested in further, what do you do? Maybe you've been listening to this podcast and you want to work with me or join group coaching, how can you get that funded by your company? Or if you're going into a new role at a new company and you want to start out strong and you want to be sponsored by that company, how do you go about doing that? How can you make that happen? I'm going to tell you the secret. Here it is. Are you ready? You ask. I know. Yeah, that's it. That's the secret. You ask. I know it sounds simple, but I know in reality, it isn't really that simple. In a recent podcast episode, I mentioned that women usually are the first to help, but the last to advocate for themselves. And that's, I know a very brushed statement, but in general, it's hard to ask for what we want sometimes because we don't want to feel ungrateful or we don't want to be told no. Right. But you can do this in a prepared, authentic and intentional way. First, have talking points ready and information ready about the program or coach that you want to work with. Every good program will have learning objectives, goals, and outcomes. They may have a PDF for the program, a website page with a summary, or a coach will have a coaching bio and a framework that they can share with you. I'd suggest starting your ask by telling your manager in a one-on-one, and you might give them a heads up, something like, Hey, in preparation of our next one-on-one, I wanted to let you know that I wanted to talk about my professional development. You know, giving them a heads up is nice so that it doesn't come up as a surprise when you bring it up. And when you're in your one-on-one, you can mention your development plan and tell them that you know that you'll make even more progress with a coach or a coaching program. Then tell them that you found one, found a program or a coach that you think would be mutually beneficial to work with. For you, it will help you develop in that specific area. And for the company, it'll be beneficial because it will get you to grow faster, which in turn means growth for the company, your team, your leadership, your results. Then after your one-on-one, you send them the specifics about the program or the coach and the outcomes that you hope to get. You can also ask them for support. And support looks like many things. It's not just the money. It's just not the financial side. Yes, it is a financial investment, but I also want you to ask for their support to prioritize your time for this program or coach. That is one of the most overlooked things, the prioritizing of time. 
So showing that you are committed to prioritizing the time is one thing, but asking for their support to prioritize it for you is another level of commitment. That way, when you say you have group coaching or call later, they remembered that, yes, they committed to you attending it. And it's important for you to be there. Your manager may come back with multiple things. They may say yes and approve it. They may say that there isn't currently funding. Then I want you to ask them, is there a way to put this in the budget for the next budgeting cycle? You could also ask, is there another option for something similar that doesn't have as big of a financial investment tied to it? Basically, what I want you to look for is their commitment to help you find a way to get a similar experience. If your manager isn't open to talking more about it, don't despair. There are other individuals in your organization who may be able to help. So who are your internal mentors or sponsors? Might you ask them on other ways that they've navigated something like this? What is your relationship to your human resources representative like? If you haven't listened to episode number nine, yes, I'm going way back to episode number nine, but that one is called, who are your MVPs, your most valuable partnerships? So please go listen to that one because it talks about how human resources is one of those relationships that's very important to have. So schedule time to ensure that you build a relationship with HR so that they can be your advocate as well for your professional development. And if all else fails, think through the investment. Does it make sense for you to contribute to it yourself personally? Knowing that on the other side of that investment may mean a promotion or a feeling of confidence or clarity that you need. You may decide to personally fund your own development, which many leaders do. For prospective clients that want to work with me in one-on-one -on -one coaching or in group coaching, I have a template email that I give them that gives them a starting place to follow up with their manager with more information about group coaching and the mutual benefit for the company. If you're interested in working with me in the future, I'm happy to give you that as a template. It has been used several times by my clients to successfully secure funding for their group coaching participation or for one-on-one -on -one coaching, which their companies are investing five, 10, or over $15,000 in their development because they advocated for themselves. If you're hoping to get coaching in a new role, but haven't yet built relationships at that new company. There's a few ways to go about it too, but it comes down to the same thing, asking for it. The interview process is the start of that process. As you build relationships within your interviews, you'll be gaining insight about the culture along the way. I want you to ask questions on how they develop leaders. What enterprise-wide solutions do they have? What leadership development programs are they? How do they develop their executives? Do they have a coaching culture? You should also use the interview process to tell them more about your values of growth, development, your interest in continued learning and growing with the company. That's a really important thing to do in that process too. Then as you negotiate your offer, you can negotiate not only for your salary or your bonuses, your total compensation, but also your development and your successful transition. If you haven't listened to this episode yet, listen to episode 71, Negotiating Your Career Advancement with Madeline Mendoza, who I talked to about how to negotiate internally or externally 
to advocate for what you want. In that ask, mention that you want to ensure your successful onboarding and you would like the support of a transition coach. In advance, make sure you do your homework so they don't have to do this work for you of getting you a coach. Come to the table just as you would if you worked somewhere else with a coach in mind. Some organizations handle coaching in different ways. They may be big enough to have internal coaches or may have someone directly responsible for coaching new executive leaders. If not, tell them that you'd like to have an external coach and ask for that sponsorship as part of your package. I recently had one leader who was transitioning from one company to another who had already negotiated their offer and was going to invest in herself with one-on-one -on -one coaching with me. Instead, she asked her HR business partner that she'd built a relationship with if they would support a transition coach for her. They agreed to fund the coach of her preference for six months. She had built that relationship within that interview process and they had used other coaches in the past for other executives. But if she hadn't asked, she may not have gotten that resource and she would have paid personally for it. So it's all about the intentional ask. So in summary, to get your organization to pay for coaching or other professional development, know what professional development offerings are at your company and use them, deliver on your goals and objectives, know what you want to develop in to continue progressing your career, have frequent conversations with your manager, be prepared with the learning outcomes of the program or coaching experience, and ask for what you want. The next thing I want to talk about is how to get more development dollars for your team. There are leaders that are really great at this, and there's some leaders that do not prioritize team development. I'm assuming that you are the latter or you would not be listening to this podcast. To advocate even more for your team, here are a few actions that you can take. First, budget for development. This may be more in your control than you think. How much of your budget are you setting aside for team development and for individual development? I want you to know this number and I want you to be strategic about this. Are you tapping into those development opportunities using those existing things that your organization already pays for or already gives you those enterprise-wide resources? Listen to episode 35, Budget for Development, where I discuss strategic budgeting for team development within an annual budget process. The next action you can take is to provide visibility for your teams in rooms that they are not in. There are times in succession planning or talent planning meetings when you are talking talent with your peers. It might be end of year conversations where you can advocate for your team to get them merit increases or opportunities for coaching or leadership programs. It is your job to use those opportunities and ensure that you are providing visibility of your direct reports and extended team. I've been in these rooms as a leader speaking up for my team, but also as an HR leader, as a facilitator of the conversation. And I've seen lots of these meetings. There are some leaders who do this really well. And there's some leaders who are not so great at it. Get better at this. This is part of your job as a leader in those rooms. Another action you can take is to remain curious when a direct report or team member comes to you for requests like this. 
sometimes we can have a knee-jerk reaction of no when it comes to budget requests that are not planned. I want you to listen first. What could be possible? Is the program aligned to their development plan? Is it possible to fund it in the next budget cycle? More than once, I've heard from leaders that direct reports have asked to go to certification programs for something that didn't really align to their roles. Their manager just didn't see the connection. Those employees may have left disappointed and undervalued. And I encourage leaders to ask questions like, you know, what do you want to get out of the experience? How will that help you in your current role and your next role at the company? And what is the mutual benefit for you and the company to attain this certification or go to this class or get this coach? So if the person wants to go to an offering, but isn't currently performing in their role, you may need to give them that feedback. The first thing that they need to prioritize is to meet expectations of their role before adding anything else to their plate. Unless this training is related to that gap in performance. Lastly, I'd say that modeling your own professional development for your team is just so important. I want you to be transparent about what you are working on for development. If you have a coach or if you are going through a development program, tell your team about it. They won't know what's possible if you don't model it yourself. I know I covered a lot today, but I hope this information was actionable for you and for your team. I want you to grow your career and I want you to grow the careers of others. Remember, your leadership belongs here. You belong in the C-suite. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. By leaving a review, you are helping others find this content. We will be featuring five-star reviews on air in upcoming episodes. Editing and support for the podcast is done by S&E Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.